0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of HL Pensions Pod. Um, This is a special episode. I'm joined today by two guests from Pension Insurance Corporation, and we're going to be talking about uh, member communication on the journey from buy-in to buy-out. I'd like to ask my guests to introduce
1: themselves. Pete, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, thank you, Duncan. Uh, So, Pete Reynolds, uh, Head of the Transition Management Team at PIC. And I think our team is very much responsible for helping clients go from their point of buying to moving members across and buying outs.
0: Rich, do you want to say?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you again, Duncan. Uh, Richard Seymour from PIC. I'm a senior transition manager there. Uh, I work for P and I'm responsible for a team of people that manage these transitions from point of signing over through the end process of buyout administration with PIC and looking after those policyholders at the end of the day.
0: And we worked together um, on a on a major scheme transfer a few years ago, and fortunately that went really smoothly. But as I said to the trustees at the time, Time spent in member communication is rarely wasted. Mm. Um, you now, once once a trustee has gone to full buy-in, yeah. um, Pete, what would you suggest is a is a good way, good communication plan to develop with your insurer?
1: Uh, well, I think once you've gone to full buy-in, what's well, only from my experience, it's sitting down with your insurer to work up a a communications plan. Uh, what do we want to tell members? When we want to, what do we want to tell them? Uh, what some of the key things they might be concerned about but having an agreed plan between the both of you is quite key and certainly I think the the first document that we always recommend is that trustee announcement to say that we have done a full buy-in we've gone through a thorough process uh, we've selected this insurer um, yep. and often I think as you talked about before yeah, most of us aren't household names you know for certainly for a lot of uh Lot of pension scheme members, um, and it's sort of starting to give them some reassurance about why this is a positive thing,
0: yeah. And and it is a good news story, yeah, yeah? when when you think about schemes. And and Rich, what what information does pick provide at that point, or the insurer? What should the insurer provide? Yeah, role?
2: what we like to do is produce a welcome letter at that point in time, which is a letter from PIC uh introducing ourselves as the insurer, as the buying insurer. And also we enclose what we call a welcome brochure because to reiterate what Pete said there, we're not a household name necessarily, but it gives a lot of information, a lot of comfort around who we are, the size of us, and how stable and uh, solid solvent we are as an insurer. So that's a good due strong yep. message to give to the members. And lots
1: of pictures of penguins <laughs> and indeed, lots of things whether you like them or not. <laughs> but what's important on the on the I think the planning here is we don't want that letter to land before the trusty announcement it, because often it, they're they're yeah. quite close. Yeah. Yeah and if you aren't just coordinating somebody just goes off and Mm -hmm. does something silly that's a disaster yeah Yeah.
0: and and also uh, uh, you're communicating well the trustees are communicating with people that may have left the scheme 10 years ago and haven't had anything since their leaving service statement yeah Mm -hmm. um so um it's a sort of wake up for those people and it's sensible for trustees to have some sort of q a Mm. that says you know can will my benefits change yeah. Um, who are these people what level of protection do i get yeah. can i still take a transfer what happens if i die all those sorts of yeah. questions that members yeah. will and and so we, we we've we gone to our members we've sent them a letter with a nice q a yeah. um a pick a, or the insurer has written to say here we are because we we also have to do gdpr yeah. privacy notices yeah. Yeah. which are a bit of a find but separate topic. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, we then go into data cleanse under yeah. the the policy. You guys will work with the administrators to make sure ev- you agree everybody's benefit has been correctly calculated. Mm-hmm. My yeah. favourite subject of GMP equalisation <laughs> might come yeah, yes. up. There's lots of smiles in <laughs> the <laughs> But but you might be making small adjustments to members' yeah. pensions. Yeah. Um. And then, normally, I recommend that we send out a benefit statement. Yeah. Uh, mm. To say, you remember we told you we'd done this buy-in with with the insurer mm. yeah. a few months ago. We we've now gone through the data cleanse. Yeah. Before we go to finalise your benefits, here's an individual statement, and you'll notice minor adjustments maybe because of GMP or whatever. Um, Could we please ask you to uh, check it, make sure, and let us know if you have any questions. Yeah. Uh, And uh,
1: how do you feel about that, Pete? Uh, What's the reaction? Well, reassuring for us, because trustees don't have to send out that statement but the, the comfort for us is that at some point we are going to be sending out a policy with their benefits and a lot of detail at the end of this um, and that's a bit too if someone says actually that's wrong you've missed off a, an increase I've got um, it's a bit late after the policy's gone out and that yeah. undermines a bit of member confidence so I think the more transparent you can be with members about what benefits of theirs you're insuring or planning to insure the better I and mean, certainly yeah. if I was a, a trustee I'd feel a lot more comforted that that we've done our best chance to give members yep. some sight of what we're what
0: well we're, also if someone comes back to a trustee after the event yeah. and says you've got my benefits wrong you yeah. can say well i wrote to you yeah and told you and this is
1: help. what we're going to get and it can really vary about how much member comments they've seen because mm. some people that pension increase that it might be very minimal mm. yeah the last thing you might have is a retirement statement many years ago to see your benefits in any sort of detail and policies will be very detailed yeah. And it's probably useful just to try and bridge that gap a little bit. I think. Well,
0: they start talking spouses' pensions. Yeah. yeah, spouses' pensions is a, is a very
2: common one. So it's good to have this benefit statement just to um, – it's quite a change for a member. They've been uh, a member of a trust-based scheme for many, many years. And at the end of this journey, they'll be part of an insurance policy. So mm. to confirm to members early on what their full level entitlement is, if I was a member, I'd be feeling quite comforted to think I've been given a statement by the trustees – Yes, I agree. Let, we'll carry on through I've checked the next it. Part, check yeah. it, it all, all numbers are right. Corresponds with yeah, my, my
0: records. And that's a, that's or or it doesn't, thing. and I'm going to get on the phone. Absolutely. Now, yeah. it, it, talking of phone and um, pension administrators and things, uh, I think it's sensible to have a hotline or mm. a, a call centre mm. um, to write a script or yeah. some yeah. common... Do you see that Did, in
1: practice? Um, for us, yes. I'd probably say it's not as perhaps common as it should be um you know certainly i mean a lot of the time that there's not as much activity as you expect if your comms are going to plan Mm -hmm. um but certainly when you've got who's this insurer some people won't always read the letter they're going to go straight to the phone um and anything that can reassure them relatively quickly that it's the same message in the letter i think is quite a
2: and also bringing the existing administrator on the journey as well you you don't want to keep them at arm's length as a trustee or a consultant who's doing the deal or pick they need to be brought on the journey because they're 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 the front men Mm. they're answering the phone they're 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 answering the phone they need to know what's going on and what this journey is for the members as well just again so members get that level of comfort and can understand what's going to happen
0: okay let's move on now um it's been decided that the scheme is going to go into wind up and and the trustees then have a legal obligation within 30 days to to write to members. So sure. that letter's got to be part of your communication plan, mm-hmm. and and that that letter has to contain formal discharge wording. Yeah. But but again, it's it's the message of, you remember we told you we're moving mm-hmm. to pit. Well, mm-hmm. the scheme is now, and and I remember on one scheme we we I drafted something said we're winding up the scheme. Yeah. And it was going to a load of uh, people who um, were blue-collar workers. Sure. And I remember one of the member-nominated trustees said, "My my members won't understand what you mean by winding up. It's mm, something you do to psychology. a main pub." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we changed it to right. We're closing down the scheme. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, it's yeah, getting
0: yeah. that that getting the yeah. message night right. All, to I yeah. think
1: that language is a really important point because whilst we're very used to taking schemes through the buyout process and standard comms that go out, mm. it's the trustees and you know, perhaps in-house team that will know their members best yeah. for language like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and
0: member trustees. Member trusting, they, I was just going yeah. to say. Yeah, and the just... more
1: we can work together on how yep. best to phrase things on that comes from, we always draft it. who's drafting it, who should review it and comment on mm. it. We'll across both parties mm. so that we kind of get yeah. that unity of language, I think. Yeah, I think it's very much a
2: partnership, the com the side and the planning and the reviewing of documents because, you know, we've done a number of these. Some trustees would be the first and only uh, buyout they've ever done. We've mm-hmm. had experience in a number of these, so we like to obviously bring that to the table. Share and the share experience.
0: experience. Yeah, and at some point, you start paying people's pensions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's your policy or what's your approach to to that?
1: Well, our approach on that is it, 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 nothing should come as a surprise. So again, this is all planning. Uh, trailing making sure things happen as expected so for us it's uh, we like to warm members up to that so usually two months out don't worry, don't forget about us you know we're still here and we're getting yeah. very close to take on admin now so two months away uh, but everything's going really well you don't have to worry again similar messages and then usually about a uh, one to two weeks before we go live it's it's really happening now all your work in progress been taken care of um and here's the number to call if you've got any queries on and from this date and then there's a q a and i think rich you're sort of talking about um you know sort of the, the blackout period
2: yeah you? sure sort of, sort of coming up to this change over what we call in our, in our company go live day i think it's very very important that there's from a member experience there's no alteration or upset to what they're expecting so if a member was due to retire a week or two before the transition over to PIC, that they still got the helpline they know what number to ring up to that point in time payments of lump sums are made and that the tools aren't down until picker up and running that's very key and critical to having this mm. smooth transition over so we set up a plan with the existing administrator we have weekly calls generally about four six weeks out Yeah, go live looking at workloads what's coming up so we can yep. help them through this process as well because they may not have done that before and mm. we have or, the, or they may have but either way you just want it to work and yep. the sort of members aren't disadvantaged through the transition
0: it's it's amazing how much work actually goes into oh, this crazy. Transition. yeah absolutely um, I, I thought you just write to someone saying you may <laughs> notice that on your bank statement you get a pension if we made it look that easy Duncan I'm very pleased that's <laughs> <laughs> all the hard work yeah. <laughs> and then um, you have your go live date yeah um, and that that's the date when from the trustees' point of view, they've handed all their members over yeah. to you. Yeah. They're no longer
1: members of the scheme, they're now individual policy holders. Uh, they're, they're probably still members at this point because they haven't got their policy yet. Probably a yeah. separate conversation around deeds, but yeah. effectively, we're doing the admin, everything's badged as badged as the insurers. Letters are from us, pay slips are from us, um, all the comms go to us now. So it's very much a full insurer service at that point, and then policies usually go out two to three months after we've taken over because the the policies are very much drawn from the the data of the system and then you need to sort of work through that in a quite a detailed way to get the policies out
0: great and and we i think that's that's been a useful high level overview of the, mm. the, the the communication process and and we trod a bit on the admin transfer process but that's sure. that's 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 great um we talked a lot about trustees being involved in this communication Mm. process but some of my schemes have pensioner associations trade unions and things like Mm.
2: that what's your experience with that well yeah we've got a number of schemes where where they were and are in place pre and post buyout Uh, very much prior to buyout the members are either part of these organizations have Christmas lunches quarterly lunches they may have magazines they issue periodically and during this journey they often ask people to contribute either attend these meetings particularly early stages if they have uh, gatherings to uh, represent the company tell them what's going on what we've just spoken about here on the comms band. we can say mm-hmm. in person see the way of their eyes they can see us and ask us directly an opportunity for mm-hmm. Q&A to say actually how is this going to work will this affect me mm-hmm. yes or no because no matter what you say in a, on a letter sometimes people still just want to mm-hmm. hear it from yeah. the horse's mouth really yep. so it's a really good opportunity for those um and post buyout these organizations often still exist because they've worked together for years yeah they're friends yeah absolutely so christmas time and things like that we we'll still be asked sometimes to go along and talk yeah. about pick and present on pick yeah. and what we're doing as a company and yeah. any innovations that are going on and the like so yeah we'd really like to part of any sort and of do,
0: you, do you face any hostility from the pensioner association in that you know we we, we had a nice paternalistic employer scheme and now we're
1: moving to you a... know what i'd probably say not so much sometimes they've got more grievances with the company than they have <laughs> <us>. <laughs> <laughs> more employer well yeah. it's not it's not us making the decision sure. it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's the decisions like we have uh, been very much like a company slash trustee um, but I think by and large, they just, I think most of the ones we've had them in our offices before, just very grateful that you're engaging with them, because often sometimes they find the trustee isn't engaging with them either. Yeah. Um, and these they are important people, because if members think, do I need to be nervous or not, I'll check with Jeff and the Pension Association. Yeah. But if Jeff goes, don't worry, I've met them, it's fine. You know, I think that works really well. And then, you know, with with any
0: scheme, you, particularly if you start sending statements out, you you might get complaints come through. mm mm-hmm uh presumably the complaints will go to the trustee go mm-hmm. through the idrp process what happens if they're not resolved by your go live date or do you require them all to be resolved uh, we like them
1: to be signposted so we know what the detail is uh but often these are going to be complaints dealt with by the trustee and their secretariat because they're under idrp you've got to go through a statutory process there um we can still help with you know what yeah, what's on the members' files, etc. But we'd expect those to be resolved by the trustee. Any complaint that comes into us directly, that's not been continued, uh, we will go through our own complaints process. Is this something that we've done, or is this more actually, this is probably a trustee answer. But I think on the statement point, you like, if you follow the comms plan, there should be very little to complain about by your benefits at this point. It's it's all been... It's come out of the woodwork before it, then. Yeah. Exactly, which is why I think the things like the statements and the Q&As are really important to, to flesh these out.
0: yeah. And then I find with some schemes because deferred members in particular have moved moved address, maybe even left the country um there will be people where communications has been returned address not not known at this address, returned to sender uh rich how 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 does pick for instance deal with with those people you've insured Mm. as part of the buy-in, buy-out, but then you don't know how to contact them, what do you do? Yeah, so
2: we've obviously got an obligation to to pay those benefits once we can reunite the member with their benefits. So our customer service team have a process in place where once a year they do a a check with any tracing agencies to try and actively identify these people. Not always successful naturally, that's just the nature of the beast there, but Mm. where members do come forward, what we've done during in this journey plan, we've obtained from the trustees any communications they've issued, obviously any that we've issued, and we keep a full library of documents. Yeah. So when we do trace a member that may have been uncontactable un- 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 for say five seven years, we've got a whole pack that we can send them, so they can see what's gone on, why it's happened, and ultimately issue them with this policy confirming they're a policyholder at PIC, and therefore deal with us thereafter and settle any benefits if it's, if it's deferred.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then a final final question for mm. me, it's sometimes uh, trustees put people into what we call suspended pensioner. Mm. Uh, so they they may have got a, a something back from a bank saying mm. uh, we've closed this account mm. and that tends to mean the the individual has died, mm. uh, but they haven't had any formal notification. Mm. Um, what's your policy for dealing with suspended pensions? I mean,
1: uh, for us, it's BAU. I mean, suspensions happen under insurance all the time. We will take over suspensions from the trustee in exactly the same way. I mean, when it's suspensions for that reason, it's it's normally a number of months before you determine is there another beneficiary. So uh, we just treat that as a part of our normal process. We'll pick up whatever work the trustee's done so far, and then we'll finish off trying to determine is there any spouse's benefit due and deal with the estate accordingly. It's probably largely routine because we're doing that all the time anyway so yeah. it really is just incremental for us
0: yeah and the, 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 well, i said it was a fine one i've lied I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because because the, the, a really sensitive issue for trustees and yeah. also someone that's died a member who's died during this process yeah you've issued the benefit statement and then found out that they've died yeah um i think from a trustee point of view you want to take those people to once um, they they're survivors to one side mm. and, and tailor communication for that mm. purpose would you would you agree with that it's oh absolutely expensive. yeah
2: no, they're, they're the, the most sensitive cases because you're, tr- you're trying to trace the people and who's entitled to the benefits we deal with them separately our customer service team look after those uh differently and we do active tracing on those because we know there's a benefit there needs yeah. to be paid we see where the trustees got to with the death process or the administrators, and they're dealt with specially as part of the handover plan, which I was referring to earlier, on yeah. the go live, we'd like to highlight those With sensitivity, yeah. Those yeah. sensitivity.
0: Yeah. yeah, good, well I think I, I've learned a lot today, uh, it shows how complicated the, the subject is, how much work goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. Uh, but also, I think it reinforces the point I made at the start. Mm-hmm. Communication with members as part of this journey is really very important, I ah, understand. Yeah. yeah. well, thank you to my guests for joining us today. You are our first yes and i'm I'm very grateful. So um thank you. Thank you very much. That completes our HL Pension podcast series for 2022. Uh, Please join us in the new year, 2023, when we're going to do a a special podcast, when we're going to get our crystal ball out and see what we think is in the pipeline for, for the coming 12 months. Happy Christmas, everyone, and see you in the new year.